You're listening to Doctrine and Duty, podcast of Brian Ray, Senior Pastor of Alexander Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia, where biblical theology meets everyday Christian life. Hello again, beloved people of God. Pastor Brian Ray here again with another episode of Doctrine and Duty. Hey, we are, I am, we are the ministry, the podcast ministry of Alexander Baptist Church, really striving to change lives for the glory of God by what we believe and then living out the principles uh, of what we believe so that theology influences choices and doctrine uh, encourages uh, good duties to follow and to do the will of God. So last session, we looked at the doctrine of the church as a follow-up, as a part two, sort of, or part one, depending on how you look at it, part two to the doctrine of the church, which was section 14 of the abstract principles. Or if you want to have it as its own separate post uh, whatever, then it would be um, uh, number two. But we'll, we'll, we'll say number three. We'll say this is a part three to section 14, the doctrine of the church. Now, I share with you several things. I share with you last time about the five designations in the New Testament uh, of the office of pastor, bishop, elder, pastor, shepherd, overseer, uh, and the office of deacon. Uh, I read to you the scriptural qualifications for pastor and also for deacon. Uh, at this time, because of uh, some things that happened in the Southern Baptist Convention uh, back in June of 2022, um, just just share a little bit more about this. Whereas in the Abstract of Principles, it says the regular officers of a church are bishops or elders and deacons. The Baptist Faith and Message 2000 gives a little bit more. It says that scriptural officers are pastors and deacons. While both men and women are gifted for service in the church, the office of pastor is limited to men as qualified by Scripture. Now, I'm not sure why they didn't say uh, the same exact statement uh, about deacons or why it doesn't say the office of pastor and deacon is limited to men as qualified by Scripture. Um, I would assume because maybe they didn't want to deal with that whole Phoebe and deaconess issue. Who knows? But um, when we look to 1 Timothy 3, uh, verse 1, the saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. Uh, and then he uh, must be the husband of one wife. Deacons must be gifted. They let them, let their wives be dignified. So, uh, and, and let them be the husband of one wife. So in both of those instances for the qualifications, uh, he, him, um, uh, male, husband of one wife, um, we as good faithful believers and followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we are not afraid of pronouns. We are not a part of a woke or cancel culture. We are a people who seek to do the will of God and who who look to the Word of God, and pronouns are important, and designations are vital. And so um, back in the Southern Baptist Convention, there's a a megachurch and a megachurch pastor uh, who was um, basically kind of called on the carpet because he had ordained uh, a woman or women as pastors. And I recently found out, how, uh, however, that in his retirement, his replacement pastor, um, um, who's going to be replacing him, is also has a, a wife who is going to be one of the pastors of the church, ironically. Um, so instead of censoring uh, this person saying, hey, what you're doing is against Scripture and it's against the Baptist Faith and Message 2000 statement, instead he was basically given a, a podium and a, a right to speak. And, and so it seems like the result was, well, since he's a megachurch pastor and he's done all these great things and his church is so big and all of these wonderful things, then, then maybe we should look at what is the definition of a pastor. Well, actually, no. The scripture is clear, and also the Baptist Faith and Message 2000 statement is.
is clear. It says, while both men and women are gifted for service in the church, the office of pastor is limited to men as qualified by Scripture. Hey, listen, it doesn't matter if, if you are Charles Haddon Spurgeon and you all of a sudden think that women should be pastors. Uh, you're, you're wrong. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how many glorious deeds you've accomplished. It doesn't matter how long you've been the pastor of a, of a local church. Uh, whenever you get to a point to where you drift left of what the Word of God says, and you go against Scripture, and you go against the founding document of your own convention, then you should be censured. Uh, your church, you should be corrected. And, and if not, then you should you should walk away uh, from that convention to which you have obviously come to disagree with. Now, I don't say that in a harsh way. I, I say that based upon the Word of God. I, I love and cherish the fact that the Word of God is clear on the roles and responsibilities of men and women. I think it's glorious. In the midst of a culture that has blurred every line possible uh, with gender and uh, sex and sexuality and with marriage and with the sanctity of human life, in the midst of a culture that is totally redefined and slashed old uh, concepts that are that you know derive from the Word of God, in the midst of all that, I'm so thankful that the Word of God doesn't change and, and that men and women are different. I mean, this this should not be something that we're clueless about. Um, we are created male and female, and there is difference, there is separation, there is a, a uniqueness about it, uh, yet we are equal before God. We are equally sinners. We are equally guilty sinners before God, and if we are saved, we are equally redeemed by the grace of God. And so we are equal, yet totally different. It would be crazy to think that equality meant that we acted the same, uh, thought the same, and should look the same. Uh, we are totally different, different roles and responsibilities. Hey, listen, this is the way God created. Male and female created he them, all the way back to the first three chapters of the book of Genesis. So it, from creation itself, God made us different. And just that fact alone is glorious. It is wonderful. It should be celebrated. It should not be resented. It should not be um, slashed. It should not be changed. It should not be redefined. It's a glorious thing. Life itself, life itself, living life itself, there are people everywhere. You have male and female, no matter how many surgeries someone has, no matter how many feelings someone has or thoughts. This is the way God set it up, and God set it up perfect and good. Who are we to question? Who are we to change? Who are we to redefine? All this is a good thing. All the way to family. You have husbands and wives, moms and dads, mothers and fathers. This is a glorious thing. Roles and responsibilities are different. Uh, many of them. Men can't have babies. Praise the Lord. Uh, there would be a decreased population because we couldn't handle it. Women are amazing, the amazing gift of God uh, for them to have children. And so there's obviously difference. Are, does, that, does that somehow make a woman better than a man or somehow make a man better than a woman? Absolutely not. The equality is still there, yet there's differences in roles and responsibilities. Men and women think differently, look differently, act differently. And God creates this this good thing, this desire that a man would desire a woman, a woman would have a desire for a man. This is a good thing. This is the way God set it up. Creation, life, family. And, and beloved, listen, that extends to the church. In the church, co-equal. We're equal before God in sin, equal before God in redemption. And yet roles and responsibilities are different. It shouldn't be a shocker when you look at creation. When you look from Genesis chapter 1 onward, there is a uniqueness. There is a difference. There is a separation. And and for any who would argue that we need to redefine the word pastor, any who would argue that women should be pastors or deacons, 
You can have your argument, but your argument is not with me. Your argument is with the Word of God and with the author of the Word of God, who is God himself. And by the way, what else do we need to redefine? If we redefine pastor uh, based upon something that's not in Scripture, then what else? We can, we can change it to, do, to say anything we want. Any word we want to redefine, we can do so. And so this leftward drift, it always begins somewhere. It always begins with a, a doctrine and and then there's another doctrine, and then there's another doctrine. If we question one, why not question them all, and so on and so forth. And so in the church, the office of pastor and deacon should be limited to men. Um, this is not me being prideful. This is not me being chauvinistic. This is not me being uh, inconsiderate. This is just the way God set it up. And who am I? Who am I? Who are you? Who are we to argue with the Word of God? And, and if it would have been better for women to be pastors, then that's what God would have done. That's the way God would have set it up. And, and so there's this difference. There's this uniqueness. There's this role. So so uh, do we need to redefine pastor? No, the Word, you know, the, it's already been defined in Scripture. It's been clarified by the Baptist Faith and Message 2000 statement. Honestly, you say, well, why didn't they clarify it in 1858? Because they didn't think they'd have to, <laughs> because there were there were no issues out there. Uh, the founding of the Southern Baptist Convention, people were happy just to have the Word of God, right? And just to be believers, just to be redeemed. And I don't know why we can't just be thankful that we have the Word of God instead of trying to accommodate, trying to be woke, trying to be canceled, trying to, to um, be all-inclusive of everyone or everything, and, and hashtag this and hashtag that. No, we need to be thankful that we have the Word of God and thankful that we have men who are willing, who are called by God, who are willing to surrender and submit to the leadership of God. Hey, listen, being a, being anything else would be much simpler than being a pastor. Being a pastor is the most difficult thing in all the world to do. You have to deal with your own heart. You have to deal with Satan against you. You have to deal with humans uh, who are flawed and who sometimes uh, get to a point to where they are led by Satan. They want the destruction of the pastor. They hate the pastor. They say this. They do that. Pastor can never make anyone happy, and, and on and on the list could go. And so... Find yourself at a spot to where you love the Word of God and you support the Word of God and you don't need to redefine the word pastor because God's already defined it and the Baptist Faith and Message has clarified it. And align yourself with a church who believes what God's Word says and who believes in the unique distinction between male and female in creation, in life, in family, and in church. Maybe a little bit of a soapbox. Maybe I spoke with a little passion. Uh, don't mean to hurt any feelings, but when it comes to God's Word, uh, I literally believe it. And I hope you do too. So support your local pastor. I'm one and I could use it. We all could. Uh, I hope you have a Jesus-filled rest of the week. It's great uh, uh, being with you again through the podcast ministry of Doctrine and Judy. Uh, you take care. And, and by the way, if you don't have anywhere to attend, please join us at Alexander Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia in the 23321 uh, zip code. We'd love to have you. Take care. Goodbye. You've been listening to Doctrine and Duty, a podcast of Alexander Baptist Church, located at 4316 Pamela Court, Chesapeake, Virginia. Join us Sundays at 10 a.m. and find us online at abch.org.